0: If you've not already followed us on any of our social media, be sure to follow us on Facebook at NA Victory Church, Instagram at Church, and YouTube at Victory Church Media to stay informed of all that's going on here at Victory. Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't you do more than say it? Why don't you do it for a moment? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Come on, let's praise Him. Like He deserves. Praise God, praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. always fascinated by the scripture that tells us the father seeketh such to worship him the reason that scripture amazes me is who it's talking about and what he's looking for the father the one that made everything the one that has all power in heaven and earth the one that has need of nothing the one that has so much power if he lacks anything he just needs to speak it and it becomes it yet that God seeketh such to worship He made angels to worship around the throne 24-7, but the Father is still seeking worship because He would rather find somebody who wants to praise Him than somebody who's made to praise Him. And I say, if that's what the Father's looking for, let's let Him find it. That's what He's in search for. Let his search end in New Albany. Come on, is there a worshiper in the house? Give Father what Father wants. It's what he wants, it's what he's looking for. It's what he's on the hunt for. Join me tonight, 1 Samuel chapter 11. Dress the elephant in the room. I know by experience the uneasiness it is to have church without pastor and wife and family. But the best way we can honor them tonight is by having Holy Ghost revival. Verse 1 of 1 Samuel 11. Then Nahash the Ammonite came up and encamped against Jabesh-Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh said unto Nahash, Make a covenant with us, and we will serve thee. Nahash the Ammonite answered them on this condition will I make a covenant with you that I may thrust out all of your right eyes and lay it for a reproach upon all Israel. And the elders of Jabesh said unto him, Give us seven days, respite that we may send messengers unto all the coast of Israel, And then, if there be no man to save us, we will come out to thee. Then came the messengers to Gibeah of Saul and told the tidings in the ears of the people. And all the people lifted up their voices and wept. Verse 8, And when he numbered them in Bezek, the children of Israel were 300,000, and the men of Judah 30,000. And they said unto the messengers that came, Thus shall ye say unto the men of Jabesh Gilead, by that time the sun be hot, ye shall have help. And the messengers came and showed it to the men of Jabesh, and they were glad. Therefore the men of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will come out unto you, and ye shall do with us all that seemeth good unto you. And It was so on the morrow that that Saul put the people in three companies and they came into the midst of the host in the morning watch and slew the Ammonites until the heat of the day. It came to pass that they which remained were scattered so that two of them were not left together not only did God's people win but they divided the enemy it was so on the morrow that Saul put the people in three companies Saul at this time is king the king put the people in three companies and they came. Not just the three companies, but the king also. The Bible tells us in verse number nine, tomorrow by that time the sun be hot, ye shall have help. the word from the king ye shall have help i want to preach to you tonight hold on help is on the way and the help that's coming The king's not just sending somebody else to do it. The king's going to show up himself. Hold on. Tell at least three people around you, "Hold hold on, help is on the way. Hold on, help is on the way. Hold on, help is on the way. Come on, let this preacher encourage you tonight. Hold on. Help is on the way. If you believe it and you're expecting it, put your hands together, open your mouth, and get loud for a moment. May be seated tonight. Prior to this reproachful condition that Nahash offered to Jabesh Gilead, Samuel, the prophet of God, has taken the oil, he has found Saul. He has poured this oil on the head of Saul, anointing him king over Israel. After the oil fell, Samuel told Saul that before you get back to Father's house, three things will happen to you that will confirm the anointing. Three things will transpire in your life to confirm and make solid this anointing. The first will happen at Rachel's tomb, Rachel's sepulcher. The second will take place at Bethel. And the third will transpire in the midst of prophecy. So for this anointing to be confirmed, it first, the first place he comes to as a confirmation of anointing is Rachel's tomb, Rachel's sepulcher. You will remember that it was God that told Jacob in Genesis 35 to go back to Bethel and build there an altar unto God that appeared unto you your first visit at Bethel. He was not alone on the trip. His wife, Rachel, was there with him. Rachel is pregnant with their second child, and the Bible said before they came to Bethlehem that Rachel travailed And she had hard labor. And while she was in hard labor, the midwife who was standing by tells Rachel to not worry about the pain and the complication that you will have this son also. And the word tells us that while Rachel was breathing her last breath, her last words spoken on this earth before breathing her last breath and closing her eyes and dying was named my boy Benoni, which means son of my sorrow. But his father called him Benjamin. I can imagine that when Jacob left with Rachel. He thought Rachel would go to Bethlehem with him. No way did Jacob think that death was over the horizon. No way did Jacob have a revelation that danger and disappointment and loss was going to be his lot in life in just a few verses. And so it is, when the anointing of Saul was Confirmed. He had to go to Rachel's tomb. He had to visit Rachel's sepulchre because that became a place of disappointment. It became a place of loss, come on. It became a place of heartbreak. It became a place where the, he, he lost more than what he thought he would lose. It was a place of sadness. It was a place of pain, are you hearing me? It was a place of hurt. And if the anointing in your life is ever going to be fulfilled and confirmed, you first have to realize, you first have to be able to handle the disappointments and the hurts in your life. Come on, that was Terah's downfall. It wasn't Abraham that first got the call of God. It was Terah that was told by God. Abraham's father was told by God to leave your homeland, take your son, take your daughter-in-law, take your nephew, and go to where I will show thee. And the Bible says that when they left home, halfway between home and were God wanted them to be. They came to a town called Haran, and the word says that Terah stopped in Haran, and he died in Haran. Haran. We're talking about a sovereign God, a God that can do anything, a God that, a God that needs nothing. God in his power could have chosen Terah to take any road, any path, any avenue, but it was God's purpose and plan to bring Terah to a town called Haran because before Terah left his homeland, he had a son which was Abraham's brother whose name was Haran and the Bible said that Haran died before his father Terah. Come on, it was God trying to prove can Terah live beyond what I've taken? Can Terah live beyond the hurt? Can he walk beyond the pain? Can he move beyond the disappointment? Because the pain you can't get past Will be the pain you die in And the pain you can't walk beyond Will be the pain you stop in Come on you want anointing? God will take you back To the places of defeat He'll take you back To places of hurt And loss And pain The anointing is released when you learn how to handle pain and you learn how to handle hurt and you learn how to live beyond the disappointment. Oh Saul, you want anointing you? You you sure you want the anointing you? You sure you want God's call on your life? Then I'm gonna take you back to a place of hurt and pain and heartbreak. And the Bible said the second place, the second confirmation to prove Saul's anointing took place at Bethel, which means the house of God, because the only way to handle pain, the only way to handle hurt, the only way to handle rejection, the only way to handle trouble, the only way to handle heartbreak is to come to the house of God. Baby, you'll never get beyond pain staying home. You'll never get beyond hurt staying locked up in your bedroom. You'll never get beyond hurt. on watching Facebook online won't help you live through pain. It won't help you live through disappointment. The only way you can live beyond it is you gotta come to Bethel. You gotta come to God's house. You gotta come where God is at. Samuel told Saul Not only do you got to go through Rachel's tomb, not only must you visit Bethel, but then Samuel, watch this, he said, Saul, this is the third confirmation of your anointing. He said, when you come to Bethel, you're going to meet some prophets that's going to prophesy over you. And God will give you a new heart. He will change your life, Saul. And not only will you hear prophecy, but then you will prophesy. So you've got to do more than just come to the house of God and hear the singing and hear the music and hear the preaching. Come on, you've got to do more. Than just come to the house of God and hear somebody else's testimony and watch somebody else's worship. Come on, Saul Samuel said, Saul, what will happen is when you come to God's house, you've got to do more than just listen, you've got to engage. Come on, people, say I get blessed uh, watching somebody else get blessed. Uh, No, you don't. Uh, You're just too dead, and you don't realize it. Uh, you got to do more than just come to church. Uh, When you get here, you got to get with it. You won't pass your pain. You won't pass your hurt. i tell you what you do. Change only comes when you do more than just watch and listen. Change comes when you engage. Change comes when you prophesy with us, when you praise with us, when you worship with us, when you clap with us. Wise men heard that the birth of Jesus was about was about to happen. And the Bible said when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And they began to follow that star. And they came to that manger. And the word said that those wise men walked in and they gave gifts to Jesus. They gave gold. They gave frankincense. They gave myrrh but then we are told they fell down and they worship Jesus. Don't just stop reading the Christmas story there. Go one more verse and you'll find being warned of God in a dream. They should not return to Herod. They departed into their own country another way. Look at the lesson. They came to where Jesus was. They gave Jesus what Jesus deserves. They worshiped Jesus and They went home another way because when you worship, you will always go home another way. When you rejoice, you will always go home another way. When you praise, you will always go home another way. When you engage in the service, you will always go home another way. If you're sick, worship and you'll leave healed. If you're lost, worship and you'll leave saved. If you're bound worship and you'll leave delivered you'll always leave another way. So when we move into our text, Nahash this wicked man has told Jabesh Gilead has told the king's people, oh, I feel like preaching tonight. He's come against the king's people, and he has told them, we're going to come out, and we're going to annihilate every one of you. But they said, Nahash, leave us alone. What can we offer you? What can we do that you won't pick on us? You won't fight us? And Nahash said, there's only one condition that'll make me not fight you. Let me thrust out all of your right eyes and lay it for a reproach on Israel. It wasn't the left eye. It was the right eye. Because the right represents power, and it wasn't the left hand or the left foot, it was the right eye because the eye represents vision. If there is anything that the adversary and the enemy would like to take from us, it's the power of our vision. Where there is no vision, the people It is the devil's job to convince you it will always be like this. You'll always be in trouble. You'll always be full of fear. You'll always go through worry. You'll always be hurt. Come on. It's hell's job to convince you this church will never get bigger and your revival will never get greater. But as for me, I refuse to let hell take my vision. I believe the best is yet to come. I believe where we're going is not where we've been. I believe this is not as good as it gets. God's got more. God's got greater. The Holy Ghost has more. There's more blessings, more revival, more power. Come on, don't let hell take your vision. There's power in it. So, so they tell Nahash, we're not going to make a deal with you now. Just give us seven days to figure out what to do. Give us one week to get advice and get counsel. Are you with me? Just give us seven days and then we will send you the answer. You hear me now? And the Bible said that the messengers took this word that Nahash offered to Jabez Gilead to the king. Go home and read it. You'll find when Saul got news of what the enemy was doing, the Bible said that the spirit of the Lord came on Saul and it made him angry. I know we like to talk about the Spirit giving us joy and giving us peace, but baby, there should be enough Holy Ghost in you that every now and then when you hear and you see what the enemy's doing, it ought to make you mad. There should be so much Holy Ghost in you that when you hear divorce is in the church, it ought to make you mad. When you hear compromise is in the church, it ought to make you mad. When you see worldliness walking in the doors, it ought to make you mad. Come on, when hell is splitting up homes and discouraging pastors and killing our kids. Come on, it ought to make us angry. It ought to make us upset. It ought to make us mad to do more than just sit back and watch. It ought to make us mad enough to fight and to get with it and to engage in battle. Why is it so when hell's fighting, our prayer decreases? Why is it when the devil's attacking, our worship dies down? Why is it when chaos is engulfing our country, we want to have less church? What in the world is going on? We're not mad enough. We're not angry enough. We're not upset enough. But I've got enough Holy Ghost in me to do more than just cross my arms and say, God help us. am convinced more than ever that David's reasons for fighting Goliath is not because of what Goliath was saying as much as it is what Israel wasn't doing 40 days God's people have been hearing the mouth of this giant Defying the armies of God and nobody fights. Nobody shuts them up. Nobody goes to battle. They just sit back and let the giant talk But when David shows up, he heard the same words that Israel's been hearing for 40 days. And David doesn't take a back seat. David doesn't bury his face. David goes to Saul, and David says, Saul, let me fight the giant. David was not upset with a token giant. He was upset with silent Israelites. I don't get mad when hell fights us. He's the enemy. He's supposed to fight. I don't get angry when the devil attacks us. He's the adversary. I get mad when Holy Ghost-filled church people doesn't do anything about it. Come on, if you don't want to fight, then just lose. But my middle name's David, and baby, we're fighters. I'll take the sword. I'll take the challenge. i refuse to be quiet and be still while the adversary marches over my family. No, as for me and my house, we're going to fight. We're going to get angry. We're going to pray more. We're going to fight more. We're going to worship more. We're going to preach. More, we're gonna fast more, we're gonna give more. Come on, if you feel like that, clap your hands harder. If you feel like that, lift your voice louder. If you feel like that, worship deeper. If you feel like that, praise longer. Come on, is there a fighter in the house? Is there a fighter in the building? Is there a warrior in this sanctuary? I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. He gave me power when he gave me the Holy Ghost. I got power to fight. I got power to be victorious. I got power to win. So the king, hallelujah. Here we go. So the king tells his people, you go back and you tell Nahash, we will not make a league with you. You will not cause us to pluck out our right eyes. In fact, Saul encouraged the people when he sent word back to them, and he said, tomorrow, by the time the sun be hot, ye shall have help the king sent word to a discouraged people he sent word to a fearful people come on he sent word to a disappointed people he sent word to a people in trouble by the time the sun be hot ye shall have help That was the word from the king to them in 1 Samuel 11, and the king has put a word in my mouth to declare to New Albany, Mississippi on September 2020. Hold on, help is on the way. Come on the king has just found out what you're going through. He's just got word and the king has sent me to tell you, hold on. Help us on the way. In your trouble, hold on. Help us on the way. In your problem, hold on. Help us on the way. In your worry, hold on. Help us on the way. In your come on, in your struggle, hold on. Help us on the way. In your battle, hold on. Help is on the way. In your sickness, hold on. Help is on the way. In your affliction, hold on. Help is on the way. Surely to God, I can get somebody running out. In your agony, hold on. Help is on the way. Come on. In your plight, hold on. Help is on the way. In your fear, hold on. Help is on on the way in your questions hold on help is on the way in your worry hold on come on somebody shout over your help I don't think some of you are getting it. It's not just help from an individual. The king is showing up. The king is coming. The king's going to get here. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. He won't abandon you. He knows where you are. He knows what you're fighting. He knows what you're up against. And he sent me to tell you, hold on. Help is on the way. God, have mercy. If you can't shout with that, maybe you can with this because there's a revelation on the help. Not just the fact that the king is coming, but the time limit, the moment, the season that the king put on the help. He said, by tomorrow, by the time the sun be hot, ye shall have help. By the time the sun be hot. So I'm thinking somewhere three, four. Five o'clock in the afternoon when the sun's been out all day and it's had time to get hot by the heat of the day. My my help is coming five o'clock in the evening. Just hold on, I know where I'm going. My help is coming four o'clock in the afternoon. If I can just hold on till then, The king's going to help me out. If I can just stay put till three, the king's going to set me free. And so they're worshiping. They're rejoicing. Their faith is high. And a king that's promised, I'm on the way. Just hold on. But watch what the Bible said you can, put it on the screen, please. Start with verse number 10. Watch the revelation that unfolds. First Samuel 11, verse 10. Therefore, we are told, the men of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will come out unto you, and ye shall do with us Oh, this seemeth good unto you. It was a trap they were setting for Nahash. But watch. Pay attention. See it very closely when the help came. Now, the king said, when the sun is hot. But verse number 11, it was so on the morrow that Saul put the people in three companies, and they came into the midst of the host in the morning, watch. See, I'm thinking if I can wait till five o'clock in the afternoon, my help's gonna come. I don't think you're getting it yet. I'm thinking at four o'clock, my help is coming. If I can just stay put till three, I'll be set free. But the Bible said their help came in the morning, watch. Baby, what makes me shout is not the fact my help is coming. What puts a dance in my feet is the fact my help is going to come a whole lot sooner than I'm expecting it to. it's coming faster it's coming quicker i'm not waiting for revival in 2021 2020 isn't over yet i'm expecting revival right now i'm not expecting deliverance in a month i'm expecting deliverance right now my help is coming but it's coming sooner it's coming quicker it's coming faster than i'm assuming it will Remain standing, musicians, come. Jesus told 70, you go, and if you go, I'll be right behind you. See, we have it backward. We wait on Jesus to go, then we follow him. No, that's not the way it works. We go, and we go with the promise. Help is on the way. I'm not walking to my giant and fighting him on my own. I'm walking to my giant with the fact, help is on the way. God, have mercy. I'm going to the enemy's camp. Come on, we sing that song. Going to take back what he stole from me. But when I go, I'm not going by myself. I'm going with a promise help is on the way. And My help's not coming from my brother. It's not coming from my sister. It's coming from my king. Come on, right now, somebody for a moment needs to clear your mind from all the mess and all the strife and all the contention and you need to get your hands up and you need to get your voice lifted and you need to start rejoicing. Help is following you when you walk through the valley help us with you when you walk through trial help is following you surely goodness and mercy shall follow me help is on the way and help's coming sooner than i'm believing it to. In your rejection, hold on. Help is on the way. Young preachers, when doors close in your face, hold on. Help is on the way. God, have mercy. When you're walking up that mountain, you're going through that sea, you're battling the rage and seas of life, hold on. Help is on the way. the doctor's giving you a bad report, hold on. Help is on the way. When your back is against the wall and you feel like you're about to fall, hold on. Help is on the way. When you're tossing and turning at night, hold on. Joy is coming in the morning. Help is on. I'm waiting on you right now. Come on, your help's not coming in the p.m. Your help's about to show up in the a.m. It's not coming at night. It's coming in the morning. Hold on, help. Help. Help is on the way. If you can't shake their hand, then don't shake their hand. If you're going to stay six feet apart, then stay six feet apart. But I want you to go to at least five people and testify to them. Hold on. Help is on the way. Don't whisper it. Don't say it quietly. Shout it out till all hell can hear you. Hold on. Help is on. Come on. Encourage one another. Encourage one another. Come on. Encourage one another, New Albany. Hold on. Help us on the way. Hold on, the king's about to show up. Hold on, victory's about to show up. Hold on, healing's about to show up. Hold on, revival's about, come on. Hold on, help us on the way. come on go to five more tell them hold on help us on the way come on we got enough fear in the atmosphere we got enough worry in the atmosphere come on let's charge it with some faith and some expectation and some excitement hold on help us on come on help us help us on help help us on help